We're continuing to look at different formations in which different species can be planted in a field. And as we've already begun to see, if the way that the plants are set out throughout the field is in an unusual and distinct way, and at the same time it's neat, so it's clear to see all of the different species, in such a situation, the halachas are more lenient with regards to planting different species in the same field. I've already seen somebody who wants to plant each row in his field with a different species. Now we're going to take that a step further to somebody who wants to make his field with each square planted with a different species. Now, Karachas comes from the same word as Kereach, a bald person. It refers to an area of land which hasn't been planted. Usually it means square. We'll see in our mission it doesn't necessarily mean square, rather rectangular. The point is that this person wants to plant many, many different species in the same field. And interestingly, we're going to see that he can do this even without leaving any gaps whatsoever between each species. He can make 24 patches, these unplanted patches, in one base and each of these empty patches will be the size of a base reva, the area in which a quarter of a kav can be planted, and then he can plant within each unplanted patch any species which he likes. Now how exactly is this set out? So here really begins the diagrammatical part of Masech's Kalayim, there's going to be lots of diagrams, and as you can see on the diagram for this Mishnah, Perik Beis Mishnah Tess, the area of a base Sa'ar is 50 by 50 Amas. So altogether that's 2,500 Amas squared, and within that area there are 24 rectangular patches planted with no gaps in between each patch, but each patch is planted with a different species. And remember, in order to make this really distinct, it has to be neat throughout the whole field. So each patch needs to be roughly the same size. And the formation was that there were four rows of six rectangular patches each. So four times six rows is 24 patches. And if you do the maths, if there are six patches in a row, and altogether the six patches make up 50 amas, then the width of each rectangular patch is going to be 50 amas divided by six. And that comes out to be eight and a third amas. And the length of the rectangle, well, there are four lengths which make up together 50 amas. So 50 divided by four is 12 and a half amas. So each rectangular patch has a length of 12 and a half amas and a width of eight and a third amas. And in that way, 24 patches can be planted in an area of a base R, which is 50 by 50 amas. Now, the reason why this is allowed to have so many different species in one area is because it's clear that the formation of the field is one of different patches. It's not as if you're planting a field of wheat with a field of barley. You've got one patch of wheat, an equally sized patch of barley, and so the formation is distinct enough to be allowed. However, this means that you would not be able to plant, let's say, half of the patches with wheat and then the rest of them with lots of different produce. Because then you've got a wheat field, in which case you need to distance the other produce from there. It's only because these are not considered fields, or at least it doesn't, doesn't look like a wheat field or a particular field, that you're allowed to do it. That means that you cannot have too many patches being planted with the same species. Now the Mishnah notes that when it comes to mustard, mustard is usually planted in small fields, or a little amount of mustard in one area, and therefore as soon as you plant just a few patches of mustard, it already looks like a mustard field, in which case it would basically mess up this whole formation because it no longer looks like individual patches, rather it looks like there's a mustard field, and therefore it needs to be away from the other patches. 
So let's see that inside. If there was one empty patch there, or two of them, then Zoran Chaldol. You can plant mustard into those patches. However, Shalish, if there's three patches which are next to each other, that's how we're going to understand it, then Loiza Chardol, he cannot plant those with mustard, and actually nearest Kiste Chardol, because then it already looks like a field of mustard, in which case the whole formation is ruined. And we explained this last couple of sentences according to the Rambam. Divrei Meir, that is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Everything we've said so far, the special formation of 24 different species being planted in an area of 50 by 50 amas, that is all the opinion of Rebbe Meir. However, the Chachomim and the Chachom say that it's all very nice that there are patches there, but you can't plant them right next to a different species. That still does look like Kilayim. And therefore, according to the Chachom, you do need to leave a gap in between each patch, so it comes out, if you do the maths, that Teisha Karachos Motoris. Nine of these patches, which are a base ravine size, would be permitted, but Eser Asuris, ten would be forbidden. And whereas when you weren't leaving any gaps, meaning a contrary mayor, each patch was a rectangle so that you could fit the maximum number in the base or square. But since over here you're, you're leaving gaps anyway, so each patch which is planted with the species would actually be a square. So before it was 12 and a half by 8 and a third amas, now it would be 10 and a fifth by 10 and a fifth amas each square. But if you need to leave gaps in between each one now, then there's only going to be a room for three per row. So 3 by 3 in this base or square would make 9 patches, each patch being a base raver within the larger area of a base or. And now we have the third opinion of our Mishnah, which very fascinatingly and unusually, the Baratunur writes, we don't know the reason for Rebbe Yaakov. Because Rebbe Yaakov has a very big stringency, and he says, Rebbe Yaakov Omer, Afilu kol sadu base kur. Even if his entire field was a base kur, a base kur is the area of 30 base or. So that's 75,000 square amas. Even in a massive field, you cannot make in there, you cannot plant in there, except for one patch. Meaning that you can have a field, let's say the field is a wheat field, so you can plant one more species as a square within that field. But any more than one, it's already kilaim, it already looks like kilaim at least. And according to Rebbe Yaakov, it seems, as a Mephorashim attempt a reason, and that is that whereas Rebbe Yaakov agrees that different rows in a species might be considered a good formation, it's distinct enough. Rebbe Yaakov holds that when it comes to squares, which are planted within a field, as opposed to each row being different, squares are less distinct. So it looks more like Kilayim, so therefore you can only have a maximum of one other species planted in your field, totaling two species in one field. But that's again only if they're set out in squares, or rectangles like that. But Rebbe Yaakov will not necessarily argue with other formations which we have discussed and will discuss in the coming Mishnayis. Mishnah Yud, when there are no special formations in the field, rather let's say it's just a wheat field, and you decide that you want to plant some barley in that field. So you're allowed to do so as long as you leave a particular distance between the barley field and the wheat field. If you want to plant just a few barley seeds but not a barley field, then the distance is smaller. But if you want to plant a lot of barley in the wheat field, then you'll need a larger separation between the two. And that distance is, once again, a base yerva. And the key thing about this distance, this gap left between the, in our example, between the wheat and the barley, is that it has to be obvious to a person who passes by the field that this gap is purposely there in order to separate the barley and the wheat. Which means that if that area is, let's say, one big rock, but it's not quite a separation, like we saw a few nights ago, a rock can actually be a proper separation, but if it's, let's say, a piece of land which you can't plant on, and it's obvious for the person who's passing by that you can anyway, it's impossible to plant on that area. So the person passing by won't think that you purposely left that distance, you purposely left that, left that as a gap between the wheat and the barley, they'll just think that that, that area isn't planted because you can't plant there. 
which means that you'll need to leave more space of area which you could have planted so that it's obvious that the distance left between the wheat and the barley is in order to separate the two species. However, the Mishnah says that anything which is within that area of the base reva, even if technically you can't plant on it, as long as it's not obvious that you can't plant on it, counts towards the measurement of a base reva, and that would make up part of the gap between the wheat and the barley. Now the Mishnah gives a few examples, Achilas HaGefen, which literally means that which the vine eats up, and it refers to the area around a vine, and this is a distance of six to fochim from the, from the vine, which is needed to work the vine. Use the earth around it, whatever work you need to do with the vine, you need those six to fochim surrounding the vine. So there, it's technically possible for you to plant it, and even though that area is never planted with something else, it still can be, and therefore it would count towards the base reva. Secondly, the kever, a grave. The halach is the one is not allowed to plant on top of a grave. So actually, ordinarily, a grave would not count towards this measurement of a base reva. Because someone who sees it will think the reason why it's not planted there is because of the grave, not because of separating the two species. But the kever we're talking about in our Mishnah is a grave which isn't marked, and the person passing by the field cannot easily tell that it's a grave. So therefore it's safe to assume that he will think that the reason why it's not planted is to separate the two species. And therefore that does serve as a good gap. And thirdly, the Hasela, a rock, as long as it's not 10 by 4 Tfachim like we saw in a previous Mishnah, if it's a very large rock, then anyway it separates. You don't even need the distance of a base ray there, just by having a rock there it's enough. But here we're talking about a smaller rock, and because it's small it's not so noticeable, and therefore someone who passes by would still assume that the reason why you're leaving that area unplanted is in order to separate the wheat and the barley. So all these things, they do count to the measurement of the base river, which needs to be left as a gap in between the wheat and the barley, in between the two species, and this gap is left unplanted. Now if we're exact, until now in this Mishnah, we've been discussing somebody who actually wants to plant a different species next to a different species. Not necessarily within it, but let's say you've got a field of wheat and you want to plant a field of barley. The continuation of the Mishnah refers to where you want to plant a different species within the field itself. So if you want to plant one grain within a field of a different species of grain, for example barley within a field of wheat, then again the distance you need to leave is a base reva. So in the example we gave, you would not be able to have any barley within a distance of a base reva to the wheat. Now the Yerushalmi does add that as well as leaving this distance, you also can't surround it by all four sides. It can't literally be within the field and surrounded totally by the wheat. But if it's on the side and it's only surrounded by three sides, then that would be permitted. Now says the Mishnah Yorak Yorak, if you want to plant one species of vegetables within a field of another species of vegetables, so vegetables aren't usually planted in such big quantities, it's not as big of a deal as grain, and therefore shishot fochim, it's enough just to leave a distance of six to fochim, which is less than a beisereva. Now what happens if tavua biyorak? If you want to plant grain within a vegetable field, or yorak with tavua, vegetables within a grain field, so since there's grain involved, grain requires a distance of a beisereva to be left. So you just take the bigger one of the two distances, and therefore beisereva, you would need to leave a gap of a beisereva. However, Eliezer, Eliezer says that that's only true when the thing you're planting and adding within the field is the tavua, is the grain. But if there's grain there already, and the new species which you're adding is vegetables, then even if it's going to be near to grain, we still use the measurement which we generally use for vegetables. So Yorubit Vua, if you're planting vegetables within a grain field, then we go with the measurement of the vegetables, because that's what you're planting, and therefore Shushat the distance you need to leave is 6 to Fachim. 
Mishnah What happens if somebody does leave the necessary distances, the necessary gaps between two different species, either a Beisreva or Sixth Fachem, but then the two different species start, start to grow, and they start to lean over, until eventually Tavua and Meitar Gabi Tavua, there's one species of grain which is leaning onto the other species of grain. Even though they're rooted far enough away from each other, they've leant towards each other and now they're touching. The yorok hagabi yorok, or if the leaves of a vegetable or some green plant is leaning on another species of the green plant, tavua hagabi yorok, or if grain is leaning over the vegetable, yorok hagabi tavua, if a vegetable is leaning over a grain, says the Mishnah, since they were planted with the necessary distances, hakol mutter, it is all permitted, because it's still clear that they were distanced from each other enough. However, there's one exception, and that is chutzman de las except for Greek gourd, and this particular vegetable is going to come up a number of times in the Masechta, and the thing which is special about the Greek gourd is that it very easily entangles itself with other produces, or with whatever it is around it. So therefore, if it's leaning towards other produce, it's going to entangle its leaves with the other produce, and in such a situation, it will look like hilayim. So when it comes to that vegetable, you would need to cut it and certainly stop it wrapping itself around the other species. Rabbi Meir says, Even kishus, which is some breed of melon, and an Egyptian gourd, an Egyptian bean, these two things also entangle themselves a little bit, not as much as the Greek gourd, but they still can mix with the other produce and make it look like Hilayim, and therefore those two you, would, you cannot allow to bend over and start entangling with the other produce. Now, fascinatingly, Rabbi Meir says, the I see the words of the Chachomim more than my words, meaning I actually agree with the Tanakama over myself. So then why does he have an opinion? Why is he arguing with them? The answer is, Rabbi Meir was just quoting what he heard from his teachers. He says, I heard from my teachers that even the melon and the Egyptian bean are included in this. But I personally argue and I agree with the Tanakama over my teachers. Now until now, in the last few Mishnayas, we've been discussing the distances, as well as the formations, when planting a field of one species, next to or within a field of another species. The focus of a lot of Paragimel, the third Paragimel, is when you don't plant whole fields of different produces, different species, rather only a few of a particular species. And we're going to see because the area we're discussing is far smaller, the distance you need to leave is also going to be smaller. And the first mission of this Perek talks about Aruga, a patch of ground, it's six by six tefachim. So if we follow the rules of a couple of Mishnayos ago, that you need to leave a distance of six tefachim or a base reva, then you're already finished. You definitely can't plant more than one species in this area because the whole area is six tefachim by six tefachim. But we're going to see there are different distances which you need to leave because it's a much smaller area. And the Mishnah says that you can plant within this area of 6x6 Tfachim five types of seeds, five different species. How does that work? So the truth is you don't necessarily need to leave any distance. Because if you recall, we saw in the previous Perek something called Rish Tur, which is the corner of a field, or a corner of a group of produce which is planted. And the principle of Rish Tur is that if, if different species rather than being planted side by side, are planted with one corner touching the other species' side, then they're clearly distinct. It doesn't look like the same field, or that they're being mixed, and therefore a corner of one species could be touching the other species. So if you look at the diagram, the first diagram for this Mishnah, actually the first two, there are two different ways in which you can plant this area. And the Mishnah actually explains, you plant four species on each of the four um, directions of this patch. So if we go to the first diagram, this means that you leave the corners out, but other than the corner, you plant a strip on each direction, and then the you plant one more species, the fifth one, in the middle, and again, only the corners would be touching 
the other species. So that's okay, but if you look at the second diagram, you could also plant it like that, where this time instead of the sides of each direction being planted, you plant the actual corners. And then the species which is planted in the middle can also stretch all the way to the border, and that way more of the area could be planted. But be it as it may, the way we're understanding this Mishnah is that we're using the principle of Reish Tur, where the corner of one species is touching the corner of another species, and that's okay. Now what happens if this area was slightly larger? If it had a boundary going around this patch, and you could act- and the boundary was one tefach high, and the truth is it was also one tefach wide, and you could plant within the boundary itself, which means that you've basically extended the patch by a tefach on each side, so instead of being 6 by 6 tefachim, it's now 8 by 8 tefachim, because you've added a tefach onto either side. So now, you can plant in this area of 8 by 8 tefachim 13 different species. How so? Three different species on each direction of the boundary, and one in the middle. And if you look at the third diagram for this Mishnah, it's a very similar layout to the first diagram we had. Except that here, since there are more different species being planted in the outer part of the patch, so gaps need to be left in between each species. So therefore, instead of doing one long strip, you want to plant it with three different species. So you can, and then you leave the middle bit with one species, and again you use the rule of Reish Tur. And once again, the reason why you can plant so many different species in the same area, and a very small area, is because it's a neat formation, and each species is distinct from the other ones, so it's clear that the species are not being confused, rather they're set out in an organized manner, and are not kilayim. Now the end of the Mishnah adds two more points, the first one being that lo He cannot plant the head of a turnip in the boundary, so in the case where there's another boundary of a tefach around the whole patch, so it's an 8 by 8 tefachim patch, cannot plant turnip in that border, the tefach around it, as one of the three species on each direction. Because it fills it up, it grows a lot and quite fast, which means that it may end up taking up more than a tefach of space, and it would get mixed with the other produce, the other species, and it would look like kilayim. And the second point which the Mishnah adds at the end is that Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, and we're going to understand on a simple level, that he agrees with the first opinion of our Mishnah, and he's adding on that in a case where it's 8 by 8 Tfachim because of the border, instead of having just one species planted in the middle, you could even have Shisha Ba'emtza. You could have six planted in the middle, and that's shown in the fourth diagram for this Mishnah, because that way you're still using the mechanism of Reish Tur. Only the corners are touching, and that way you can plant not just 13 different species in this patch, but actually 18, 12 around, and 6 in the middle.